Well, I want to welcome everyone at all of our locations as we continue in our series, Plot Twist. And I hope you've enjoyed this series as much as I have because what we've had the opportunity to do is to really sit at the feet of the most amazing teacher and storyteller ever, and that is Jesus. And today, we are going to look at a parable, a story that is fun. So how many of you are excited to have some fun today? Some of you aren't convinced, so I'm going to convince you, because Jesus is going to tell us this parable while he is at a party, and he's going to tell us a parable about a party. And so I'm going to ask you a question that you have probably never been asked in church before. How many of you like to party? Raise your hand if you like to party at all of our locations. Man, more people honest in church than ever before, I think. You know, this is a difficult question because when you hear the word party, we get all these cultural images in our head. But we are going to reframe that for you today. Jesus is going to show you what the party of all parties is all about that we are all invited to. Now, I know that you've all been invited to some amazing parties And so I was invited to an amazing party, and this was a couple years ago, and I have three daughters, and if you have three daughters, you get invited to all sorts of kinds of parties. And so my daughter Kaylee, the oldest, comes up to me and she says, me and my sisters have prepared a party just for you, Daddy, and we have a seat saved for you. All right, you can see that in the picture, and they are just so adorable, aren't they? You just see that? They have that seat right there safe for me. Who could turn down an invitation like that, right? The answer is me. So I was busy that day. And so I told Kaylee, I said, you know, I, maybe in 30 minutes or an hour I can come to your party. But right now I just have things that I have to take care of. And so... They just kind of walked off and went on, didn't even seem disappointed, which is a little disturbing, right? They just walked off and they had their little party. Well, 30 minutes later, it kind of hit me. You know, that was a pretty important invitation. I should try to go to this party. And so I walked downstairs to our playroom, and there they are still having their tea party, and I asked them, am I still invited to the party? And they all begin to laugh. And they tell me, Dad, because you said you couldn't come, we had to invite someone else to our party. And you see who got invited to the party. And so I thought, you know, maybe I could sweet talk them into this party. I thought maybe I could say something. They would not let me come to the party because all the seats were filled. Well, I got to tell you as a dad that day, they got through to me. They really did, because I'm like, man, that was an important invitation, and then I wasn't invited. And so the next time, I said to myself, the next time they invite me, I am going to say yes, no matter what kind of party it is. And so a week later, Kaylee comes up to me and says, Dad, would you like to come to our party? And before she could hardly get the invitation out, I said, yes, I will come. I will put everything aside so I can come to your party. Well, I didn't ask what kind of party it was. And she began to tell me 
that it was a ballerina dance party. And so in that moment, I thought, I still need to go, but I'm not sure what I'm going to have to do. But I wanted to prove to all of you, being the manly man that I am, that I went to a ballerina dance party. So here's the picture of me at the ballerina dance party. Now, I hope for all of you, you can stay locked into the message and you're not disturbed by that picture. But I got to tell you, when you receive an invitation to a special party, you should say yes. So the moral of the story is say yes to the first invitation or you'll end up in a tutu. That's what happens. You see, that party that they invited me to, both of those, it really wasn't about the party, was it? I thought in the moment I was turning down an invitation to a party. But really what we have to understand today as we look at the invitation that Jesus offers us is a special party really is about a special relationship. You see, it wasn't about the tea party. It wasn't about the ballerina dance party. It was about the relationship with my daughters. And so when I rejected the invitation, we have to be honest, is what I was rejecting was not the party. I was rejecting them. I was too busy for them. And so I want all of you to think about that. Have you ever turned down the invitation? Now, sometimes we get invited to kind of parties that are just like, you can take it or leave it, right? But sometimes, just like for me that day, you get invited to a special party that means more than the party. It really is about a special relationship. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But for you and I, we have all turned those invitations down. And when we look at our lives, we can see the damage that it has caused. And so we need to learn that parties aren't about the parties. It's about the people and that special relationship. Well, Jesus today is going to teach us a lot about this. And we find Jesus at a party at a Pharisee's house. Now, if you're familiar with the Pharisees, they were the religious people of the day, and them and Jesus had a very interesting relationship. They would often try to catch him and try to get him going, aha, I knew you were like that. But generally, when they would ask him a question, he would give them way more than they bargained for, and so eventually they stopped asking questions altogether. But on this day, Jesus was at a party at a Pharisee's house. And Jesus began to speak with them and just talk to them about parties. The first thing he revealed to them was that you should never take the seat of honor at a party. You should give that to someone else, which at the time was very countercultural. And so Jesus is already kind of frustrating them. And then he went on to say, to tell the host that I see at this party that you have invited all your friends and family. And the problem with that is, is they'll probably repay you with another invitation. If you really want to gain, what you should do is invite the poor, the cripple, and the lame to come to your party. People that no one would ever expect, and they cannot repay you, and so you know that your motives are pure. And so after Jesus explains these things, 
there's a man that says something really interesting, which is the key to this entire parable. And we find this in Luke 14, verse 15. And so if you'd like to turn in your Pathway Church app, you can follow along in the notes section or turn in your Bible, or you can follow along on the screens. But Jesus begins to unpack this parable because of what this man says right here. And it says in verse 15, When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Now this picture is very important because for the Jews of that day, the feast in the kingdom of God takes them back to Isaiah 25 where God creates this picture of this great feast that really is a picture of heaven and eternity. And so this man is acknowledging the great feast that those who follow God will eat with God in that place. Now Jesus does something really interesting here that is, is kind of uh, different than how you or I would have this conversation. Is he doesn't even really acknowledge what this man says. He just begins to tell this parable. And so Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is ready. And so Jesus begins to tell this story, and he tells of this master who is preparing this great party, not a party, but the party of the year. And he is already invited all of his friends, all of his family, those that he knows, to this party. And he is going to send his servant out to say, you know this party that we've been talking about for so long, everything is ready for the party. Come and enjoy. And here is a little minor plot twist. The major one's coming later, but a minor one happens right now. And so the servant goes out. But they all alike, those who had been invited, began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I am on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married so I can't come. You see, this is the party of the year, and they are making excuses why they can't come. It sounds a little bit like the story I told about my daughters, doesn't it? They're busy. We have two of them who are busy with what I would say they have kind of business meetings. One is going to go check his oxen out. The other one, he's bought land, and he needs to go check it out. And then there's this other guy who he is evidently still on his honeymoon, and he can't be dragged away. The honeymoon's still rolling. And so we see these three excuses, none of which I would say are bad. But they are rejecting this special party, which actually means they're rejecting what? A special relationship. Now God had a special relationship that Jesus is really pointing to in this parable with a special group of people. And that was the group of people, the Jews, the nation of Israel. They were called God's chosen people. And for centuries, God had been inviting them to follow him 
and many of them would turn down the invitation. And so think about the audience that Jesus has that day. The Pharisees are there. The Messiah, the Son of God, is in front of them. And they are turning down the invitation. That is the point of what Jesus is trying to make here. And so Jesus continued in this parable, and this is the major plot twist that the Pharisees especially never thought would be in this story. It says, or the servants came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servants, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servants, go out to the roads and the country, country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. You know, this is an amazing twist here at the end. Because you see, the Pharisees thought that the feast of the kingdom of God that really started this entire parable, it was for God's chosen people. It was for the nation of Israel. But Jesus is making a point that the invitation has been turned down and now the master has opened the invitation up for everyone. For everyone. For those who are not God's chosen people. For those who are sinners. For those who are far from God. For the poor, the lame, the blind. The invitation is for everyone. And this didn't set well with the Pharisees because they thought they were special. They thought they were the only ones that got the invitation. And actually, this parable is a, is a stark warning to them about what the kingdom of God is really like. Now, I think for all of us today, what we can agree is we want to go to the feast of the kingdom of God, the great party that will be in heaven with God someday. We want to go. And so I want everyone at all of our locations to say this. I want to party. All right? I want to party. Very good. Everybody wants to party. We love that. So now what we need to do is learn things from this parable so that we will be at that party someday. The first is this, is don't be too busy to party. You remember in this parable, those that made all of these excuses. And remember, they were the ones that were supposed to be at the party. But they were too busy to party. And remember what they forgot is a special party. It actually represented a special relationship. And so what Jesus is pointing to is when you turn down and you say no to God, what happens is you're not saying no to the opportunity. You're not saying no to the invitation. You're saying no to your relationship with God. You see, I know at all of our locations, there are those of you who you would say you're a follower of Jesus and you have accepted the invitation to the feast of the kingdom of God to heaven because you've accepted Jesus a long time ago. But there is a caution in this story because those people thought they were going. But they were too busy for God, and they made excuses. Jesus said it this way as a caution for all of us 
who would claim to be followers of Jesus. And he said it like this in Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now that verse should make all of us very uncomfortable. It should challenge our souls because we all have to acknowledge that we have been too busy at times and we have said no to God. I know that's true because so many times in our lives we get busy and drug away. You know, in fact, I know today that there were people who could have been at all of our locations at the party. You see, church, today what we're doing is a foreshadowing of the party in the kingdom of heaven, and they were busy and they're not here. When we call people who have not been in church for a while just to check on them to see if things are okay, generally what we find, and this happened to me a couple weeks ago, is people are not like in some life crisis or anything. What do they tell me when I say, we haven't seen you for a while, is there something going on in your life? They say, we've been busy. When we invite people to join home teams so many times, to be, it really is a foreshadowing of the kingdom of God, and we invite them in, so many times I get the same answer. Well, we're really busy. If you're too busy for God, you're too busy. That's the reality. And so I want all of us to ask this question. Is, are you too busy to say yes to God's invitation? And if that's the reality for you, if you're a follower of Jesus here today, if you've been too busy to say yes to God, because if you can't say yes today, you have to wonder if you'll say yes to him later. You need to recommit. You need to re-accept. I don't even know if that's word, but re-accept the invitation that God has given you. You need to recommit to that invitation that Jesus himself has extended to you. Now, I also know at all of our locations that there's some of you here that you have never accepted the invitation that Jesus offers you for the first time. And I want to say, I believe today is the day where you will do that. And today is the day where you accept the invitation to the feast of the kingdom of God here at the end of my message. But today we need to understand that that's a reality that sometimes we are too busy for God. The second thing that we can learn is this is everyone, absolutely everyone, is invited. Now, if you're like me, you've encountered people that you perceive as so bad that you're just like, there's no way that guy's invited. There's no way. In fact, if he's invited, I don't know if I want to come. And actually, that's the reality for the Pharisees, is this is the crisis that Jesus creates for them, is they saw themselves as white and pure, and they saw everyone else as sinners and evil. And the fact that Jesus would invite them to the party, I think they even struggled with if they even wanted to come anymore. You know, for you and I, no matter where you are at today, 
Whether you've been a follower of Jesus for a long time or maybe you've never accepted him, you may have walked in here and you don't feel worthy of God. You know the sin and the shame and the guilt that you feel in your life, the darkness that is there, and you think the invitation isn't for you. But the reality is, the invitation is for everyone, absolutely everyone. No matter what your past is today, Jesus invites you. I know this is true because Jesus said this when he was having a conversation with some of the Pharisees. So the Pharisees ask him a question in Luke 5, 30 through 31. They ask him this, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Why do you party with them? That's what they're asking him. And Jesus answered them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And so today, if your life feels a little sick, and you feel like you're not unworthy, you are invited to the party. And the reality is what we see in this parable is the master sending his servants out to invite people that you would never expect would be invited. First, they were sent out to invite all those who were in the streets and homeless and the lame and the blind, and they were first invited, people who'd never been invited to a great party. And then they were sent out to the hillbillies, to the country boys, and they would have found some of my kinfolk, right? Is they would have found some of them, and they invited them in. They went all over to invite people to come to the party. You see, that's why here at Pathway we're so passionate about the invitation. We've been talking about that so much for the last year because when we invite, we reveal the heart of God. It is the heart of God that everyone would be invited. And so at all of our locations every week, you have these little invite cards on your seats. And we believe God is giving each and every one of you an opportunity to invite someone. But let's be honest, sometimes we just invite those who are close to us. And what does the parable tell us? To invite people who you think no one else would ever invite. And so I think the challenge for us today is we need to stretch ourselves to go invite people who no one else would invite. And I believe each and every one of you have someone in your life like that. I want to challenge you to be bold and to go do that this week because you reveal the heart of God when you invite them to the party. You know, this week as I thought about invitation, it made me think of my Uncle Joe. And here's a picture of him out in a cornfield where he feels at home, right? Now, my Uncle Joe was a lifelong bachelor. And so whenever he was invited to a party, especially if there was food, he accepted the invitation and he was at the party. He came to all of the parties. And my Uncle Joe was one of those, in anything that he was involved in, if there was a new person there or inviting, he was always an inviter. About two weeks ago, my Uncle Joe, he came down with pancreatitis. And actually, he was getting better. And then all of a sudden, we get the call that my Uncle Joe's heart has stopped and he died. And so it was very sudden and it was really difficult. As we heard that news and we thought, but the one thing that I knew that brought me comfort is two days before, I went up to pray for my uncle. And I prayed for him 
And he told me, he said, there's one thing. If I'm going to be in pain like this, I'd just as soon go and be with Jesus. You see, Joe had accepted the invitation that Jesus had offered to him. And so as our family sat down and we were planning the service, a funeral that's supposed to be sad, right? You've been to those funerals. Everybody's real sad and it's like dark. And we said, no, we want to throw a party. And you see, my Uncle Joe, one of the things, he was a bachelor, but he had four kids. They were his four Corvettes. So he was in every Corvette club here in Wichita. And so we knew the type of party that would honor my uncle was a car show. And so at Pathway Church Goddard Campus, we had a car show for his funeral. And here's a picture of it. And they brought 40 Corvettes, and I got to tell you, it is hands down the coolest funeral I have ever been to by far. Like, it was awesome. Now, something kind of amazing happened at his service where I actually got to share this truth of the party, that we don't need to be sad today because my Uncle Joe, he is at the party of the kingdom of heaven. It's as we were standing outside before the service, a car pulls into the parking lot, and they roll their window down, and you know what they ask us? Is there a car show here today? Where's the party, right? They were asking about the party. And so it kind of took me back for a second. But you know what? I got to explain to them, just someone off the street. I said, well, you see, this is a sad day. But it is also a great day where we celebrate that my uncle is now at the party in heaven. That he is no longer in pain. And so today we celebrate his life. We're having a party to celebrate that truth and that reality for him. And so, yeah, we got 40 Corvettes here to celebrate and to have a party today. You know, for you and I today, that is the message of this parable. It's today that each and every one of us have been invited. And as I said a few moments ago, that, you know, today some of you as followers of Jesus, you've been invited to the party, but maybe you've wandered off the path. I want to tell you today is the day where you can recommit and reaccept that invitation that Jesus offers to you today. And today, if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus, today is the day to punch your ticket to the greatest party ever. You know, at the end of this parable, there is like a warning and something that should create some urgency inside of our hearts. The last thing Jesus says in this parable is for those who were invited but did not come, they will never taste the food at the banquet. Now for you and I, that should create urgency because just like for my Uncle Joe, he didn't go into St. Francis Hospital thinking he was going to die. But you know what? He was ready to die. He was ready because he had accepted the invitation that Jesus offered, and the invitation of the forgiveness of all of his sins, and the invitation to the party in the kingdom of heaven. You all don't have, we all don't have unlimited time. We have this life to accept that invitation, and today I pray that some of you will accept that invitation for the very first time.
Would you pray with me? Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this amazing parable and the amazing teachings of Jesus. God, this story has so much good news in it that everyone is invited. Everyone is invited to the feast in the kingdom of heaven. God, we are so grateful that no matter what we've done in our past, God does not determine if we are invited, but only our faith in you determines the invitation. And so, God, today I know that there's many at all of our locations, God, who have maybe made a decision for you in the past. Maybe they've accepted that invitation in the past and followed you, but they've lost their way. And so today, I just want to invite them to just re-accept that invitation, to accept what you have offered to them all anew so that they can begin to follow you with their entire lives that they can say yes to you on every occasion that you give them. And so today, if that's you, and you would like to re-accept the invitation today, I just want you to declare that to God right now by simply raising your hand so that I can pray for you. If you'd like to recommit your life today, raise your hand. Wow, hands all over. Wow. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, for all my brothers and sisters here and their hearts to accept that invitation and say yes to you. God, I pray today, God, that your spirit would guide them that on every occasion in this life that you give them to say yes, that God, they would have the courage, that they would prioritize their lives to say yes to you today. God, I also know today that in this room, there's some that they have never accepted Jesus. They've never accepted the invitation that he offers to them. I want you to know that no matter what you have done, that invitation is for you today. And so if you would like to accept the free gift of the forgiveness of your sins and the grace and the mercy that Jesus offers you and the invitation to the greatest party that you've ever been invited to. I just want to challenge you right now to pray this simple prayer with me in the quietness of your heart. Father, I know that my sin and my shame and my guilt have ruled my life. But today, Jesus, I hand those over to you and I accept you to be the leader and the savior of my life. I trust in the perfect sacrifice that you made for me on the cross so that all my sins would be forgiven and no longer would I be in bondage to sin and death. But today, Jesus, as I accept you, I grab hold of the life that's truly life, that's only found in you, and I accept your invitation. Now, with everybody's head still bowed and eyes still closed, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I just want to challenge you to be bold. I just want to challenge you right now just to raise your hand boldly as a sign to God of the decision that you made and so that I can pray for you. Raise your hand right now if you made that decision and prayed that prayer with me right now. Raise your hand right now. Awesome. Wow, several hands. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for those who have chosen to accept you today. God, I thank you that they have accepted the invitation that is for everyone, for the feast, the party in the kingdom of heaven. God, we are so grateful, God, that you loved us so much that you made a way 
that we could find our way to you. Lord, we thank you for that special invitation to that special party because of that special relationship that you desire for each and every one of us with you. God, we pray all of this in Jesus' blessed name. Amen.